It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Subscribe to the Astros Podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCullers. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is lined in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Maid Park. For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astropod. I'm Steve Sparks with the Astros Radio, and pleased to be joined always by Todd Callis uh, with the Astros TV. Todd, thanks for coming on, buddy. Always good to hear from you, Sparky. Hope you're doing well, buddy. You too, man. Are, are you flattening the curve in your house right now? I have not had the car leave the garage, and Michelle has her own car, and she's been running a couple of errands, but my personal car has not left the garage since a week from Friday, so we're up to, what, 11 straight days without driving yeah. or, leaving the, or leaving the house. I think yesterday was the first day in, in about the same amount of time that uh, – that uh, I had gotten into my car and started it up and a uh, little dusty inside. It was kind of kind of different. It was like I, I just returned from spring training again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy right now. I mean, everybody's kind of trying to do their part, um, walking around the neighborhood, jogging around the yeah. neighborhood a little bit. You see people keeping their distance even when they're outside. So right. I think everybody's been heeding the warnings, which is a good sign. Hey, there's been some pretty cool local news, and, and the Astros have really been stepping it up uh, the last month or so, like they always do, but uh, includes of, uh, some of the players giving back. Justin Verlander and Kate Upton uh, have made a pledge. Also, Joe Smith and Allie, his wife, uh, are doing some things. And, and Carlos and Lance and Alex and Jose and George, all of them have done such, such a great job. What did you hear with JV and Kate? Uh, Justin Verlander has decided to donate all those funds, and it's a pretty significant paycheck to different organizations each week that are involved in fighting COVID-19. So props to JV and the Kate Upton for doing that. That's a lot of money heading uh, to healthcare workers, first responders on the front line, and a lot of people that need just the basics, medical supplies, support at home. And uh, congrats to JV for that. And you mentioned Joe Smith and his wife, Allie LaForce. Um, those two guys and a lot of other athletes have combined to uh, really promote Project Frontline. And that's another great project, which is basically uh, helping to feed healthcare workers, but at the same time, boosting the restaurant industry, which has taken a big hit. So all their proceeds are going uh, to the restaurant industry in feeding uh, healthcare workers throughout the country. So props mm-hmm. to Joe and Allie. That sounds like a really amazing project, too, and one of that I may get involved with in some point. Uh, yeah, but, uh, in, in addition to all those other guys you mentioned, yeah, Joe and Justin stepped, stepped it up big this week. April 7th, the 20-year anniversary of the, the season opener at Enron Field back in 2000, Minute Maid Park's uh, name at the time. And uh, 
they opened that one much the same as, as they did the Astrodome. Bob Holsey with Astros Daily has a, has a cool column on, on the left side of his webpage and uh, talks about Craig Biggio getting the first hit, Richard Hidalgo homer, but the Astros lost four to one. Randy Wolf got the, got the win in that one for the Phillies. And what caught my eye was that Bob mentioned that uh, 35 years before that, when they opened up the Astrodome, it was the Astros losing to the Phillies. Same score. Chris Short uh, was the winning pitcher for the, the Phillies uh, 35 years before. And I know you spent a lot of time in Philadelphia and, and around your dad with the Phillies. you remember Chris Short at all? Yeah, I remember Chris Short. He was really early in my baseball fandom, so I don't remember much about right. him, but I do remember the name for sure. But I, I couldn't, I can't tell you I specifically remember watching him pitch or, or anything like that. I feel embarrassed because I, I don't really recall his name at all, and he had a great career. I think he won close to 140 games. He's in the, the Phillies Wall of Fame, but he had a really long, nice career. Uh, left-handed pitcher, but uh, I just don't recall much of Chris Short at all. Yeah, I, actually, probably because I, I grew up with the Phillies. Yeah. That's probably why I know him so well. But, yeah, in the 60s, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, right. Shorty was a, a solid lefty, uh, kind of came in, in after Robin Roberts had his great run as a Phillies ace, and then he was kind of the next uh, Phillies ace. I think uh, for some reason, I, I don't think his career was as long as it could have been, um, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, other than that, I think he, uh, he had a really good run uh, in the mid-60s, from what I remember. Kind of sad, Todd. Uh, Hall of Famer and Tiger legend Al Kaline passed away uh, at the age of 85. And we'd gotten to know him from our visits uh, at the ballpark and maybe a little more personally uh, playing with the Tigers. I got to know him pretty well, man. It was, it was sad, man. That hit me pretty hard. What about you? Yeah, uh, you know, I obviously didn't know him like you, Sparky. I'm sure you have so many stories you can tell. But uh, for somebody that played in the Tigers organization and to lose somebody uh, known as Mr. Tiger, I can't imagine how hard it hit you. So I, I would throw it right back to you and, and hear how you're feeling about it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, it seems like we, we, we keep seeing, you know, people are, are passing away or things are happening. And you start to read uh, stories about certain people. And I think what struck me more than anything, reading so many people's uh, memories of Al Kaline, is that they seem very similar to the ones that I had. And, and it was just that he was so nice and genuine, uh, so humble and sincere for a Hall of Fame baseball player. Reminds me of Baggy in a little bit as, as far as the humility goes for such a, a great player. But just very welcoming, uh, always happy to see. And I got a chance to see him just about a month ago when, when the Astros were playing in Lakeland against the Tigers in spring training. And he was sitting over by the, uh, the Tigers clubhouse. And I had a long way to go from uh, where I was to get back up to the booth and, and our pregame show was getting ready to start, but I had to go say hi to Al real quick, real quickly. And I did. And, and it struck me as uh, I, I kind of got through this fence and, and over toward Al and, I waited for a second while somebody finished up uh, having a conversation with him. And it, for the first time in, in the last 10 years, he didn't look the same. He, he didn't look like he was in great health. And when I got up to the booth, uh, we did our pregame show. And after that, I went and talked to the Tigers broadcasters because it, it really alarmed me. And they said that, yeah, that uh, he had been struggling and, and, and had some uh, a tough winter and, and just wasn't the same. And we always saw him, you know, he passed away. He was 85 years old and, he was so fit, man. Last year, even in Detroit, when we saw him, 
still looked like he was probably 65 years old, looked like he could go out there and, you know, not embarrass himself in batting practice or anything like that. But it's the first time I saw him look a little more frail. So just a lot of really cool lasting memories. I got a chance one time, I think it was the first year I broadcast and I got to interview him uh, because of rain delays. We used to like to put uh, some long interviews in the can, so to speak, and did a 30 minute interview with Al and got to know little bit about his life in Baltimore and never going to the minor leagues and winning a batting title at the age of 19 hit 350 when he was 19 years old it's amazing isn't it oh my gosh I didn't even realize that that's amazing yeah yeah um yeah between Jimmy Wynn and our conversation last week and now Al Kaline it just continues to be another reminder to live each day you never know. And also, I think once we get through this coronavirus pandemic, I think everybody's going to appreciate that even more and try and yeah. uh, really cherish every day you have because this is this has been such a crazy time. You know, sometimes it, uh, you start to think this might be a cleansing. And, and uh, I think everybody's going to change their perspective on a lot of things, don't you? I hope so. It, it's certainly been a cleansing for Mother Earth and, and without all the right. driving yeah. and without all the people around. But uh yeah, I, I think I think you can't help but have a different attitude, no matter what happens coming out of this. Even the the uh, highest degree of cynic out there will have to change their attitudes about them, some things. I would think. All right, very good. Well, uh, without further ado, Todd, uh, we get a chance to to bring in one of the Astros' really promising, uh, shining stars of the future, and, and we saw glimpses of it uh, a year ago. And with that, uh, we'll bring on Kyle Tucker. Kyle. Uh, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, no problem. How's it going so far? Are you bored to death? <laughs> uh, yeah, Def- definitely getting a little bored and ready to get back. So there's a lot of television time. There's Netflix. Uh, for a lot of you guys, and I've heard you talk about it, there's gaming too, right? Yeah. So who yeah. who on the Astros team are you teaming up with or, or playing against uh, these days? Well, I know Lance is uh, streaming a little bit here and there. I see Miles Miles on there a little bit, but you know he's got a baby girl now, so his, his time's a little occupied. Just kind of whenever I get on, I'll see you guys on there and hang out with them. Play with uh, Nick Tanielu a little bit, um, but it's just fun. What's your game of choice during this uh, pandemic? I'll play some Fortnite. Um, Got some NHL on Call of Duty to play. I know you're a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. When you go NHL, are you playing the home team? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing as the Lightning every time. <laughs> Did you get to any Lightning games this year? Uh, yeah, I went to a couple um, this past offseason. Uh, I mean, it's always fun. I, lo- I love going to those games. I try and go to as many as I can while I'm home and you know, watch them play. Kyle, what's it like for you now? Uh, in Tampa, you were a big deal coming out of high school, but you play in a different city. Do you get recognized around that area at all? No, 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 um, no. <laughs> I mean, with, with my friends and stuff, I mean, they, they all know me and like some of, some of the guys that I played against in high school, like if I see them out, they'll, they'll recognize me still. But right. I mean, I'm just, you know, a regular guy walking around the city. What's that city been like? I, I know what it's been like around Houston. It seemed like initially Florida had a lot of people at spring break on the beaches and that was an issue for a while. And then they were finally uh, put in the stay at home policy recently. What's what's life been like down there for you? Has it been pretty much on lockdown in the last couple of weeks? It's pretty much all shut down for the most part. But I mean, you're still able to you know go pick up groceries and kind of do a little bit of stuff here and there. But you know, a lot of the stores and a lot of the places are closed right now. 
Have you had to learn how to do a little bit more cooking, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll cook breakfast, you know, when I, have, when I have some food here. But we had a taco night the other night at my parents' house. You know, I, cu I cooked some rice over there. Uh, <laughs> it's going to test your skills, isn't it? Yeah, you can't really go out and eat a whole lot. So, you know, if, I'll go to the grocery store and pick up some stuff so I can eat it at home. Astros fans are, are probably wondering how Preston's doing. Have you seen your brother all during this time? It, it's a little tough because his time zone's just the complete opposite of ours. You know, if I end up waking up earlier or stay up late, I'll try and FaceTime him. And, you know, he's, I think he's still, like, able to go to the field and, like, they can kind of practice, but they kind of have, like, certain rules set over there, too. You know, I try and talk to him as much as possible just because he's so far away and we don't see each other all that often you know during the season he's playing in south korea in guanju i believe the kia tigers he went over there uh second half of last year um he went back for another year this year so he's over there um trying to start their season as well and kyle preston signed out of uh, the university of florida but but that wasn't the case with you you signed out of high school as a senior what are the people from your class doing right now are they graduating college right now Either they are in grad school right now. So last yeah, year, believe, last May would, would have been their graduating class, huh? I believe so. That or the year before. Okay. It, so are, yeah. they're in the work world. Some of them are, are out working and doing their thing now. Yeah, they would have either just finished their uh, first year of grad school or uh, they're, they're working. And you had signed uh, a letter of intent uh, to go to University of Florida as well, too? Yes. Any regrets? I mean, right now you're in the major leagues. You can't have any regrets on, on your decision, have you? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I mean, I, I, I love Florida. Um, you know, my brother and sister went there. Um, sure. You know, it's kind of sure. like, like our family school, but, you know, I, I believe I took the right decision. You know, I, I enjoy what I do now, and I love going out there and playing with these guys, all the, you know, great guys I've met over the years and, you know, their wives and girlfriends. And, you know, it's, it, right. it's awesome being around there. Can you imagine that one-two pop righty-lefty with Peter Alonzo and then Kyle Tucker? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that would have been awesome. Uh, hey, um, go, going back to Preston, I'm curious because uh, so much has been talked about and written about with how South Korea dealt with the pandemic. And now, as you said, they're trying to start up uh, their baseball season. What are the restrictions early on? What's the current status? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, um, you know, exactly everything that they do. You know, every day kind of changes, but you know that they'll go to the field. Um, they'll have someone from the team pick them up and take them to the field, and then I believe they check everyone's temperatures like right when they get there. I don't know if they have to wear a mask like the whole time or not, um, but you know they're not allowed to you know go out and eat with you know a bunch of guys on the team. You know they can either I think just go out by themselves or just stay in and order food. I mean. Every, everything's pretty much closed over there, so they can't really go out and do a whole lot. But, you know, he's keeping himself entertained with, you know, playing some Xbox. And, right. you know. <laughs> when they initially got shut down, did he stay there the whole time, or did he come back to the States and then go back to South Korea? How did that work? No, so they uh, they gave him, you know, strict guidelines to, you know, follow while once they got over there. They were doing some scrimmages and practices, and then... You know, I think it got a little worse over there, so then they just stopped everything, and it started getting a little bit better, and then they kind of started up a little bit, I think. He didn't come back. That, that's kind of a long flight to, you know, just travel back and forth from. But, you know, he, he enjoys what he does, and he's got a couple uh, guys from America over there that he hangs out with and talks to a bunch of the Korean guys on the team as well. So, I mean, he, he's having some fun.
What about you, Kyle? What are you doing to try to stay in shape right now? It's been almost a month since y'all's last game in spring training. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird to you know think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all the gyms are closed over here, so it's kind of tough. But you know, I'm just trying to do as much at home that you can do. I don't have a full gym in my house, but you know, I got I got a couple of weights. Um, just do some push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, and you know, stuff like that. Just stay in shape and you know, at least get a little bit of a workout in. Uh, are you guys doing Zoom or anything to, you know, at least talk to each other once a week or anything like that among the team? There's a, you know, team group chat. Just keep everyone updated on stuff. Right. Let everyone know what's going on. As far as like a Zoom thing, I mean, not really. Yeah. I mean, if we need to talk to someone, we can just FaceTime them or do like a group FaceTime thing or something. But, um, you know, our nutrition and you know uh, strength coaches have like set up programs that we can do at home and help us out right now while everyone's kind of at home so i mean we're we're doing as much as we can with you know what we got we was talking about it pete alonzo National League rookie of the year a moment ago not only did he attend university of florida and you were telling sparky you almost went there but he's a plant high school guy uh you're a plant panther guy what what was your background with pete how much did you guys play together how much did you know each other yeah, so he, he went to Jesuit, which is the high school Lance went to. Right. So he, he went there his freshman, sophomore year, um, didn't really play, transferred to Plant, where I was, and, you know, that was his junior and senior year. So, you know, I played with him for two years, which was my freshman and sophomore year. So I got to know him a little bit between those years and then enjoyed watching him play at Florida, you know, and you know, all the way until now. And, you know, in the off season, he, uh, he'll come around, you know, we'll, we'll still go to plant and hit and throw and help out coaching over there. Um, so I'll, I'll see him throughout the off season, talk to him a little bit. So does Lance give you a hard time at all that he wasn't good enough to play for the Jesuit Tigers, but he could play for plant. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think Pete, Pete's got it all figured out now. So <laughs> You know, Kyle, you're, you're talking about the National League Rookie of the Year. You also got an up-close view of the American League Rookie of the Year with Jordan. In the first two months in, in AAA, you guys were in Round Rock, and he embarrassed the Pacific Coast League. Were you guys just laughing and watching what he was doing the first two months of the year? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Every at-bat, he was barreling balls and, you know, just destroying the, the pitching. I mean, it was just really a matter of time when he got up. We figured he'd be doing the same thing in the big leagues, in which he was. And, you know, he had an outstanding year, one rookie of the year and everything. So, I mean, he, he's a great, great player. And, you know, I'm glad he's on our team. When that stuff was going on, so when the season started, I think Todd and I and whoever else was just kind of around would, would have assumed that the first two guys up from the AAA roster would be yourself or, or Jordan Alvarez. When he gets off to that hot of a start, does that make you start pressing uh, to try to keep up with him, or, or, or is that not a factor at all? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, he's my teammate. I enjoy, I enjoy watching him, enjoy being around him. I want him to, you know, perform and do really well. Um, and as far as me, I just go out there and play my game. I mean, I don't have to put extra pressure on me or anything just to try and outdo someone. Um, you know, I believe in, you know, what I got and, you know, just go out there and play and, you know, play my best and, you know, it'll, it'll all work out. 
with Kyle Tucker and Tuck, um, Sparky and I are part of a media that always likes to find a, a, a narrative that makes sense. And I, I know last year when you had success at the big league level, the easy answer was the narrative was Kyle Tucker seems more comfortable, seems more at ease, seems more relaxed at the big league level. Was that just our perception or was that based on your, your results or was it actually, did you feel more comfortable second time around last season? Uh, yeah, I felt comfortable. Um, I, I think it really started um, helping after I got that first homer. Yeah, ever, ever since then, I just, it was just really smooth and easy to play. You know, it, it was always fun playing with the guys before, but you know, after I got that home run, I think it kind of settled in for me and just let me go play. Did you do anything last year that made you a better base runner, or did you just happen to pick the right spots to be able to steal 30 bags in the minor leagues? Is that something you worked on? I mean, I mean, I always try and you know get as many stolen bases as possible, and try and get in you know better scoring positions to the next base. But last year, I think I picked my spots a little bit better. Um, I ran a little bit more. I believe when I was running, I was I was choosing spots more often, and I was just locked into you know every time I got on, I was trying to get to the next base and try and get as many stolen bases as possible. And I think that mentality, just holding that throughout the whole year really helped me you know kyle whenever aj hinch would, would talk about you the last month of the season and on through the playoffs he talked about you talk about feeling more comfortable as the most bold base dealer on his team we know you're fast but just being a bold base dealer you're willing to take chances aren't you yeah i mean you know with with, with the lineup we got i mean you can really just stay at first and you know every, everyone that comes up to the plate will you know do their job and get you in but yeah, you know, for me, you know, if if you just get to the next next base, it takes a little bit more pressure off of you know your teammates and the guy in the box. You know, if you're on second and you steal third, all right, the guy just has to you know hit a fly ball or ground ball just to get you in, just really make contact. So it makes it a little easier on the on the guys at the plate, which I know that from when I'm hitting. You know, it's a little bit easier when a guy's on third with no outs or one out than mm-hmm. you know someone on first with two outs. So I, I think. You know, just knowing how I feel at the plate with guys in certain certain bases. Um, when, I, when I get on, you know, first or second, I try and take the next base. And I don't have a problem with stealing, and, you know, throughout the game. And, you know, I just try and go as as much as possible. But, you know, it, it, I mean, if the game gets a little out of hand, you know, you just you stay stay put a little bit. But taking taking that extra base helps out throughout the season. It help, helps out throughout the game. You, you know, you never know when someone's going to put up, you know, three or four runs in, in one inning. So... Yeah, you know, any, any anything you can do to try and you know put your team a little bit further ahead and try and get a little bit more breathing room helps. Yeah, what was it like, uh, Kyle, this spring with a, a new manager, Dusty Baker? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, different managers, some you know, some different people on the team coming in, and you know, a little bit a uh, little bit different um, atmosphere, but you know, for the most part, we have our have our same team. Um, you know, we we welcomed everyone in. You know, they they enjoyed being around us and. You know, enjoy uh, you know everyone that's come in and helped out. You know, they're they're great great people, great guys, and you know they're they're here to win and help out and do as much as they can to you know do everything for each other. You mentioned how last year hitting that first home run was kind of like a exhale moment for you. You got that one uh, out of the way after the year before. Uh, Miles Straw actually hit one in Baltimore, and the guys gave you a hard time about that because Straw had one and you didn't. Did you remind Straw this year? That you had more bags than him. <laughs> yeah. So Straw's on pace for I think one home run a year. So, <laughs> but 
the the one he hit in Baltimore was hanging on me for a full year. It sucked. <laughs> that had to be brutal. Yeah. So that was another thing. Once I got my homer, I was like, all right, perfect. Now he's not beating me. <laughs> but but yeah, um, I, I'll let Straw know that I got some more bags in him this year. But I mean, obviously, he had what seventy some the year before. So I mean, he he's definitely got that that still in him. I, I don't know if I can compete with that, but. Yeah, you know, I, I got him right now. <laughs> I, I know Straw is one of the better teammates uh, around in terms of having fun in the clubhouse. You mentioned he's not playing video games as much now with the little baby, but uh, do you have a go-to partner who you like to battle in Fortnite? Is Tan Loop part of that group? Uh, yeah, uh, Tanny's always on. He's always having some fun. Uh, he actually just had a baby boy, so I'm sure I won't be seeing him on there. Very, ah, how about much. that? No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah, yeah, congratulations so a, to them. Yeah, I think it's Wilder, Toa, Taniela. So yeah, that's huge for them. Happy for them. Can't wait to see them. For the most part, I'll, I'll try and play with guys um, like my friends back home while I can. And you know, when the season really starts up, and you know, I'm around those guys, and we're on the same schedule. You know, we we, we always play together more often than. You know, it's really just whoever's on, whoever's available. I know guys got family and everything that they're that they're with, and you know that they hang out with too. So it's kind of just a casual thing. Whenever you get on, you know, and you just play. And you've gotten used uh, in the last few years of finding ways to to pass time with all those road trips. Mm. I know from Corpus Christi, man, they don't have any close ones, do they? Yeah, no, not anymore. They used to have San Antonio, which was like oh yeah, two hours away, roughly. Yeah, when, when I got to Double A, I knew we were going to take those long bus rides. I went and bought a games case. It's like this portable, um, like, you, you can plug in, like, your PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. It has, like, a screen, so you can just play, like, on the bus. Mm. Um, so, so I got one of those just to keep me occupied during, you know, 10-hour bus ride. Do you remember but, any um, guy that you, you ever played against in the minor leagues uh, where you thought, there is no way that guy's not going to be a major leaguer? Who, who have you been most impressed with in the minors? Like any pitcher, any pitcher that you faced, you're just going, oh my gosh, this guy's legit. I remember facing Robert Stock with the Padres when we were in Fresno two years ago. He was like their like closer reliever. He's pretty gross. I mean, there's a hundred. <laughs> I mean, there, there's always good pitch, pitchers down there. You know, it's always tough. There's definitely guys that um, should be in the big leagues but aren't. But you know, they just got to wait their time and. Got to wait. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Going into 2020, I know you played a little bit of first base uh, last year, and that was something you were working on a little bit in spring training. Whenever this season starts, what are your thoughts about first base? What has Dusty told you? Are you strictly outfield, or are you thinking about playing some first base too? Um, I mean, pri- primarily I'm, I'm an outfielder. You know, I'll be out there, but, you know, I'm – I'm sure I'll probably take some more ground balls and get a little bit more work in over there just to just in case, you know, as a backup. But um, for the most part, I'll just be playing outfield. And, you know, if he ever wants me to play first, like, I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll be ready to go over there. So you said there's not really any gyms open around you. So I guess staying in shape's been a little tougher. Uh, do you have a, a, any cage or any nets or anything set, set up where you can swing off of a tee? Or are you pretty much... Uh, ready to ramp up once things get back to normal. How, how have you been able to stay in, in any kind of baseball shape right now? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a little tough with everything locked down, like you said, but, you know, just trying to do some stuff around the house, um, like working out-wise, just to stay in shape better. You know, that helps out a lot. 
um, as far as like hitting and throwing. I mean, there's a, I have Jake Woodford who I went to high school with pitcher with the Cardinals. He lives literally like right around the corner. So I, I mean, I can always go throw with him and, you know, there's a bunch of guys here that live in Tampa that play baseball. So I can always throw with them or, you know, my friends that don't even play baseball, they'll help me out. But I haven't really done a whole lot of baseball stuff. I'll do a lot more, you know, once a you know set timetable comes up and you're know, ramping back up because we'll still have like, I'm sure short spring training ready to go. But before that, you know, it's if I get in the cage or, you know, start throwing a lot more, I'll be ready to go. We really appreciate it. Uh, we can't wait for you guys to get back. Uh, we know this is going to be a fun season for you. I mean, all all signs show that you're going to be a, a big leaguer. That's for another episode season. of Astropod, Todd. And, uh, so best uh, more than anything, it's just to fun to get to, to see what the guys are doing, you know, how they're passing time, how they're staying in shape, and, uh, uh, trying to stay ready and connected to each other. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out also through various platforms how to best stay in touch with fans. And Todd, last thing, Jesse P. from Huntsville. Uh, has a question came out on social media uh, because your hair is always so impeccable. Wants to know how your hair is doing right now. <laughs> My hair is not good. I've been what? wearing more back. I've been wearing more backwards caps than Ken Griffey Jr. during this <laughs> pandemic. Um, uh, hey, funny, quick story, side story before we go. Uh, Jesse Peace from Huntsville. And right before I got my first major league job with the New York Mets, I was offered a job to do play-by-play with the Huntsville Stars. And I was all ready to go to Huntsville and start uh, being the number one guy there at AA in the Southern League. And then the Mets job came up, so obviously. Maybe it was Jesse. Jesse might have been the one hiring me back then because of my hair. So it wasn't Huntsville, Texas. It was Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, I thought you said it was Huntsville, Alabama that he's from. I said Huntsville. Okay, I got you. Yeah, the, the job I got was almost in Huntsville, Alabama. And maybe Jesse hired me for my hair, even though it was a radio gig. Who knows? There you go. Well, send me a picture. <laughs> I'd love to see it. All right, so you can you can get in touch with us. Uh, questions, uh, comments, anything like that. Radio at Astros.com. Or- We're working on some different things. I know the Astros marketing team has thrown out a few ideas. So stay tuned for some of that. But uh, keep following on Astros.com, too. I know we always appreciate your comments. And we... Uh, cannot say enough about all the fans out there that are getting ready for the season. Stay patient. We love you guys. And in particular, anybody certainly who's on the front lines of this whole pandemic situation. There's not enough respect yeah. I can say in this in this little uh, segment that we have to tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. So keep doing your keep fighting the fight and we're with you every step of the way. This is Astros Pod. I'm Steve Sparks and thanks so much, Todd Callis. Uh, and Kyle Tucker for joining today. And I uh, hope everybody out there is staying real safe. Todd, thanks a lot. Thanks, Sparky. Always great to talk to you, buddy. See you later. Houston, we know these are uncertain and unprecedented times, but we will get through this. We will get through this together. Together. It is important that we all take the necessary steps to ensure safety of our loved ones and our community. You're the best fans in baseball. The best. And we love you. We love you. Baseball will be back. And we cannot wait to see you. Stay safe, Houston. For the H. It's for the H.